2: Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered Podcast. Your host, Olivia, here, and we are talking about a super important topic. If you're a person of color, an indigenous person, or a Black person, and you have stigma, or you are interested in going to therapy, you know you might need some help, but you you just like aren't really sure about getting that help, this one, this podcast, this one is made for you. This is for you in mind. Now, if you're listening to this and you are not one of those people that I mentioned, but but you have friends that are those people that are mentioned, send this to them. Um, we're coming up on a time where there's a lot. Uh, it's a compound effect of a lot of things going on in our world, in our economy, and um, there are resources out there for us and we don't have to live with all the stresses, the burdens, everything in life. And that is exactly why I have Santrice Russell here. She's a licensed professional counselor, mental health advocate, and podcast host. So definitely check her links below. Um, I've got her link tree and her website. Definitely check out her podcast listed in her link tree. Thank you so much for joining me today.
0: You're absolutely welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's definitely a pleasure to speak with you again and really be able to dig into some of these topics that we're going to be covering. Thank you so much.
2: Of course, of course. So let's let's get into the meat of this. You know, what are some of the biggest reasons that people of that black people, indigenous people, and people of color really need to go to therapy?
0: Yeah. Well, I think the biggest issue is because we have so much unresolved trauma. And when I say trauma, you know, we, everybody knows about trauma in regards to, you know, soldiers coming back from wars. It relates to post-traumatic stress disorder and things like that. But a lot of us don't focus in on that, those complex issues that we experience within the African-American community, going back, you know, to just our history of being enslaved and going through the civil rights movement and all of those different things that we've gone through as a people that have still not Really been fully dealt with, and that thing, our our trauma is carried in our DNA. There are a lot of studies out there that show that we pass things genetically to our to our new generations of individuals. And so, there's so much stuff that we just don't talk about as it relates to those things, like poverty, being raised in situations where maybe you're around gun violence or you're losing people to that. If you're being raised um, in in households where you are experiencing abuse emotionally because your parents didn't learn how to be able to be effective communicators and really teach you how to move forward so there's just so many things that we are taught to not talk about and not deal with um childhood sexual abuse that happens where we have um, individuals in our families that we protect instead of us really getting help for the individual that's doing the abusing, we blame the victims. And so there's just so many things that we don't talk about and that we don't address within the African-American community. And we're taught to just just deal with it. Don't talk about it. Don't go to school and tell people. Don't go and talk about those things. Just hold them in and keep them to yourselves. And so with that's one of the biggest key things that I've seen when working with African-American clients is that they've been told it's not for us. We don't do it. We don't need to do it because we can just take it to Jesus or or go to church and pray about it. And so I think that those are a lot of the key issues that I'm seeing that black people are facing as it relates to trauma and just the stigma around mental health
2: absolutely i mean you you talked about a few things that i want to jump on complex issues um not not just you know from the slavery standpoint mm-hmm. but but from the standpoint of the generational wealth gap let's talk about yeah. that that's a complex issue where it's in the gentrification of many many right. um, communities so you know you've You've had you've had family that's owned land, and it's mm-hmm. been taken and er, er, sold for for cheaper, and then now it, it looks like some beautiful location. And um, I think a lot of learning, like what what Black people specifically have been taught, spending habits mm-hmm. um, that 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 contributes to poverty. You know, I I saw this thing because I'm I'm super like entrepreneurial and I'm all into this stuff, right? Gotcha. And I saw this uh this post and it was like. Our, the hood isn't poor if the hood was poor uh chinese and arab people would not be buying and operating businesses there we just have poor spending habits we do and <laughs> and i mean you know like there's there's that that you know i think i'm one of those people i'm very big on personal accountability really big on looking and and seeing what It is an understanding, all right, I have to deal with this because if I don't deal with this, it's going to continue to perpetuate. And that's why, you know, the term generational curse term like goes a long, a a long Mm. way. And I mean, I don't necessarily think that it's, it's as spiritual as you say. I think it's just habits that have been Mm. passed down over and over again until somebody chooses to change them. Habits like coping with your stress with drugs and alcohol. Those are very common things not just in the black community, but since we're talking about, you know, black, indigenous, and people of color, th- those are ways that people do um handle their traumas, you right. know, it, it's really through substances. Um and not not only, you know, mm. but it's it's those multiple, there's so many different types of addictions, but but the substances and gambling, I work in a casino. Like I mm. work in a fine dining restaurant inside a casino. I've never gambled in my life, but I can tell you, I see so much of those habits. And it's not just, I'm not just saying black people like this, no. A lot of people, it's that mentality of, and I think when it comes to money mindset, like this is something that I had to dive into. Sometimes people don't even feel worthy of having, they can get, But they don't feel worthy of keeping. So, building up the self worth is something that is tied to trauma as well. Because if you don't feel worthy in your own household because you've been abused mentally, physically, sexually, then you will never, not never, unless you choose to do the work. Yeah. Then it's very unlikely very unlikely right. that you're going to change that self that that self-value that you have. And when you change your self-value, you change who you are as an individual and you you start to heal that trauma. You know, I I've, I've said over and over again that I believe that what black people need the most is healing.
0: Yeah. And a lot of that healing comes through the therapeutic process. Mm-hmm. It does come through coping and learning that you have a problem. And that's what I see so much with so many of my clients is not recognizing that Things like depression, things like anxiety are things that are common everyday issues, but there are things that show up and they are a symptom of what we're experiencing from our unresolved traumas as it relates to those things like poverty, which you spoke about, those things like addiction, which we use to self-medicate versus dealing with healing. And you can't heal what you don't expose. You can't heal what you don't deal with. You have to really be able to tap in and acknowledge that there is a problem and that we need to be able to do something differently. And that's what the therapeutic process is all about. recognizing one, what is the problem, what's happening, what's going on? Two, am I doing anything to make that problem better? And if I'm not, then that means that it's time for me to do something different and work on my own healing. And that healing can look a lot of different ways, but it it must start with first being able to recognize this is a problem, I don't need to hide this, I don't need to drink to deal with that, I need to talk about it, I need to unpack it, and then I need to start making some different choices in terms of how I choose to show up in my life. And the self-love piece is really, really important because we are sometimes taught as a people, and a lot of it was indoctrinated in us, that you know we are less than, we're seen than less than by a lot of different cultures. Not just It's not just a white or Black thing, it's a bigger thing of how we are seen. And like you said, within our communities, we have people coming here to take our dollars and we're, we're seen as that. But the problem is a lot of times that there's that internalized racism that we deal with, of that self-hate and that lack of self-love that we have because we start to believe what people say about us. We start to believe the narrative and we forget who we are. And that therapeutic process can be a part of rediscovering who you are, how rich your ancestry is, and how you can begin to overcome that and define your own narrative as it relates to, to beginning your story in the way that feels the best and most authentic
2: for yourself. How does somebody, like, if they're in an environment that everybody goes out to drink and Mm -hmm. smoke and they all want to buy the newest clothes, all the new things, you know what I'm saying? And so Mm -hmm. that's when they'll they'll spend the checks on and they like to post online of all the, the glamorous things that they've got going on. How do they realize if, if they're, you know, in this situation that really, they they really need some therapy, but they are also in a, in a world that shelter, like hides all of that. Because I, I, there is a specific demographic of people that i I've, I've started to view with just mm-hmm. watching and being online and being in person, I'd be in person. All right. Like, okay. <laughs> I see this in real life um are like they'll go out to eat for instance since i work in a fine dining restaurant they'll go out to eat take a bunch of pictures not even really be on their phones the whole entire time not even really enjoying the people that they're with it's a okay. toxic environment there as soon as somebody leaves the table they're talking about the people that are with them so you're in this toxic friendship environment you know what i'm saying so so you're used to these kind of toxic traits and you're you're used to people being like this you're used to the drama you're used to all that other stuff mm so you don't have the community that's already welcoming to talk about your issues, right? Somebody that's in a community that does not have the the right to speak about it. How do they be like, you know what? I really need to go talk to a therapist. What is something that would really help that person be like, you know, I, I can, this is for me.
0: To be like therapy is for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if they find that, when they are alone, they're not out, they're not in public, they're at home, it's just them and themselves in the mirror, and they they look at themselves, and they don't like what they see, they don't like how they feel, they don't want to be alone with their thoughts, because they feel the, the phoniness of everything that's going around them, they realize, okay, yeah, this is all for the gram, this is all for social media, and I know there's not real because I just posted the picture and then I went home and I'm sad and I'm all alone. I think that that's a key indicator is what you feel when you're by yourself. Do you truly feel happy? Do you feel fulfilled? Are you waiting for the next big thing to happen so that you can post it online? Like when there's no cameras, when there's no glitz, no glams. you know, what is it that you feel? What is it that you see? Do you truly love yourself? And when it comes to those moments, of their lives. And if you're finding that those things are lacking and you're looking for other people for validation, that's mm-hmm. when you know that there is a void within you. That's when you know it's time for you to seek some help outside of that particular social circle, because those are the moments when people are most likely to, to fall into a depression and really, really question themselves and whether or not they even still want to be here. Mm-hmm. So... I think it's, it's about what, what happens when it's just you by yourself. Those are the key indicators
2: there. You answered that question so well. You got what I was trying to say. <laughs> I love it. I was like, oh my God, this is I'm like, I'm, I'm saying all these words. I'm like, I, I hope my my point conveys, but that, oh my goodness. Yes. When you're all alone, that's that's really when it hits. When yeah. you, a lot of people can't sit by themselves.
0: Mm-mm
2: a lot of and it took me i mean it took me a long time to get like that you know to be like happy by myself it took me like just my own personal like journey i noticed um i was out at a bar i stopped drinking in october of last year and um i went to a bar with my little brother um i was i was like i was a few i was like almost two months pregnant at this time and I was a month and a half pregnant at this time. I just found out I was pregnant at this time. And mm-hmm. I um I go out with him and I'm not, I'm not, I didn't tell him, you know, I waited. And, but I, I was just out there with partying with my little brother. Cause I've never gotten to do that because we live in yeah. different, we live in different States. So we're just out and about and all these people are drinking. And I'm like, I'm so past this level of life. I'm like not even doing that, but I saw really beautiful women out i mean just so beautiful and it used to be for me it used to always be like the light-skinned girls with the pretty hair that i always i always felt intimidated by or triggered by and even some of like the very dark-skinned women with just gorgeous gorgeous perfect skin oh my very intimidated by i didn't feel that I looked at this, I was like, oh my goodness, she's so beautiful. And I did not feel less than, I did not. And that was a key for me that I, of how much growth I had had throughout the years, because younger Olivia would have been like, oh my God, I'm not that pretty. I don't look like, I would have started comparing and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And I, I used to, I used to be super shallow. I'm saying all of this to say it wasn't until I started to be comfortable with who I am and accepting who I am and sitting in this in the darkness, sitting in the looking in the dirty mirror, looking at the things that I didn't like about myself, looking at the things I wanted to change, that I could start to appreciate others for their beauty and leave it at just that and not take away from myself, not tear down myself, truly love myself. And um, I, I just, I just, oh, I want to put the cherry on top. That was a good one. That was a good answer. So, um. There's a lot of stigma in the community when it comes to going to therapy.
0: Yeah.
2: What what are some of the biggest stigmas around it that you've heard? Because you work in this industry.
0: Gotcha. I think the biggest stigma um, is just the idea that you're acknowledging that there's something wrong that God can't fix or that the people in your life can't fix. I think that that's the biggest thing because if you if you admit you know that oh you i have a problem with anxiety or i have a problem with depression then you're for some people the biggest issue around that is is oh i'm taking away the ability of god to heal me in those situations but we have to do work when it comes to that it's not just oh you fix it you have to do something in order to change that and another stigma is just you know the idea of oh well only crazy people go to therapists well no I think we all have a certain level of dysfunction in our lives that could create situational anxiety situational depression and so A lot of it revolves around religion for some people of color. A lot of it also revolves around, okay, well, what are other people going to think about me? Are they going to label me as crazy? Um, And also it means that I'm admitting that I'm not perfect. I'm admitting that this facade that I put out to the world, that it's not real and it's not true. And so I think it's that idea of I don't want to admit that there's something in me that needs to change or needs to be fixed. And therapy isn't about fixing something. It's about learning to move through the challenges that come into your life. It's about developing healthy coping skills and being able to truly learn to respond to things differently and not just doing what you've always been taught. Because we all have things that have been passed down generally to us, that doesn't mean that it's the best way for us to build healthy relationships or to be able to truly build happiness in our lives. And so I think confronting those stigmas and facing them head on and still making a choice is what a lot of people have to end up doing. And I think that that's usually the breaking point that people get to before they come to therapy, they realize, you know what, what I'm doing isn't working. Let me try something
2: different. okay there's there's a lot that I want to add to this um okay just because yeah I I definitely see those as true issues and thank you for sharing that you know I because I want to I want to go through with you and kind of debunk some of these stigmas that people Mm -hmm. have uh so they can actually start to get the help that they really need you know gotcha because that's so important um You know, acknowledging that something is wrong. Hmm. When you get sick, I like, like, you know, and you get a cold, right? Yeah. You like take medicine, don't you?
0: I do. I don't mean, I don't know about everybody else.
2: But. Like you, you, you might do some herbs. You might like do, you know, something to like, you know, it might be some home remedies or whatever right. If you, if you into like that type of stuff, you might not go the true medicine route, but you do something to um, mm-hmm. help your body recover. Um, mental health is just like that.
0: Exactly.
2: You just can't see it. And it was a click for me when my, my husband said it, because I, um, uh, we were talking we talk about mental health a lot and um mm. he's like mental health is just like physical health you just can't see it like you get sick sometimes
0: right
2: you you need help sometimes you know like you gotta you you, you still gotta take your medicine and for all my religious people i I hear you i hear you you know like <laughs> let god won't he do it yes he will but yes. faith without works is dead faith without works is dead you cannot sit here and be like, oh Lord, do this for me, but then continue to perpetuate the same actions. Continue not to to, to take the help that he's giving you. Like th- there are resources out here, which we're gonna get mm-hmm. into, but yes. I wanted to I <laughs> wanted to go ahead and put that in there because that's the scripture. He says it and don't he don't say yeah. nothing, not to get help. All right? right. He put people in this world, everybody has specific talents and gifts. And if you don't use those talents and gifts as assets, then you're you're disservicing God. Mm. So are you really so, so religious? Like, are mm. you are you really? Uh, all right. Only crazy people go to therapy. This kind of goes back to the whole, like, I'm actually going a different route. Mm. That's just like saying people don't need coaches, but all of the high level people in this world have had a coach. We're talking about, Michael Jordan had coaches. Hmm. Um, We have a lot of different females out there that are very successful, not in, not in the sports realm, but they had mentors and coaches.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, So it, it's something that is, is needed. And that's, that's a different um, route for it, but just like, you need you need training wheels when you're riding a bike in the beginning. True. And sometimes in life, there's things that you go through because we go th- we all go through things we ain't never been through before.
0: Those are facts. <laughs> Those
2: are straight <laughs> you facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And
0: Sometimes yeah.
2: there's people with a tool that that can help you with your toolbox that and and help you with your coping skills
0: mm.
2: that are going to be more positive and more. And, and allow you to have a better, more joyous life. We're, we're not saying go to therapy so you can just attack all this stuff and just be miserable. No, we're talking about healing. It exactly. is is to heal. Like, you got to look at the end game. I think a lot of people look so much at the short-term issue when it comes mm. to therapy. I think that's why a lot of these stigmas are, okay, what are people going to think about me?
0: Mm.
2: Don't ever let somebody else's opinion stop you from your growth. Right that part (laughs) like i'm just i'm just i'm not here for it like that that excuse and it's a real stigma it's a real thing it's not for me you know oh wait you know what i thought that only white people's dogs had had um got nervous or not nervous anxiety i thought only white people's dogs had anxiety and then Mm -hmm. i get stella and I'm like, no, this is a real this is a real thing. Like, it is, God, unfortunately. It don't matter. It, is. it don't matter. And I'm, I'm anybody that's white that's listening to this, please know that I'm not I'm far from racist or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I really me thinking I'm like, that's that's not there's certain things that you just think are like certain people's problems.
0: Exactly. But it's that bad. ain't
2: no yeah. just, that is, so so, just because you haven't seen other people in your community do it or anybody else doesn't mean it's not for you. If it's something you need, if, let's go back to what you said. If you are when you are alone mm. and you don't feel okay, you don't like the person that you see in the mirror, you can't, you know, you, you feel so disturbed while you're by yourself, mm. it's for you. It's for you. All right. Yes. So let's talk about some different resources. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, there are a lot of resources out there. Um, one of them that I definitely recommend is findblacktherapist.com. There's also therapy for black girls. Um that's also a directory that's out there for um for black for African-American females or BIPOC females who are looking for therapists. Um and there's also Open Path Collective, which is also a resource where you can go to that particular website and look for any type of therapist that you're looking for and just put in your zip code and it offers um, therapy at a discounted rate because that's another big issue within some of our African-American communities around finances and not being able to afford therapy. So there are some affordable solutions out there. I also recommend taking a trip to psychology today um, to look at different profiles and they do also have it broken down if you're looking specifically for a therapist of color or if you also you know want to look at with the other therapists I do think that sometimes for our people it is important to have someone that can understand some of those unique issues but there are, are lots of therapists out there that can help you the African-American therapists actually only make up 4.4 percent of all therapists na- nationwide and so there is you know there, there may be the need for you to look outside of, of just your community, but if you are able to connect with someone and that's what you feel like you need, I do recommend looking on Psychology Today to just find someone that you feel would be a good match for you.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you so, so much. Um, so lastly, I want to talk a little bit about your podcast. Okay. Share where people can hear more of you and more of what you have to offer.
0: All right. So I, I do host a podcast called Self-Aware and F-Dub. It is a podcast that focuses on taboo topics in mental health. And you can listen to it wherever you stream your podcast. We're on Apple Music, Amazon, Spotify, um, Google Playlist. Like it's, we're on any platform that you want to listen to your podcast. So you guys can always check that information out. And you can also um, follow anything that I do on Instagram at Treaty
2: Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for giving me all these tips. Thank you for revving me up. These things (laughs) always, I get all so excited. I be feeling like, these give me life, you know? Um, So I greatly appreciate you. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing what else you do in your space.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me
2: course thanks for listening to this episode of the empowered woman badass and unfiltered podcast if you found any value in this please consider sharing and subscribing now go
1: out and be a badass